Welcome to RN.FM, Nursing Unleashed, where every Monday night, nurse bloggers Kevin Ross, Keith Carlson, and Anna Morrison bring you ultra-informative interviews with the top thought leaders in nursing, healthcare, and entrepreneurship. Join us every week for the latest strategies for nursing success from top nursing consultants, business owners, coaches, authors, speakers, and bloggers. It's never been easier to learn how to succeed as a nurse. Welcome to an eye-opening experience you won't find anywhere else. Anywhere else. Anywhere else. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to RNFM Radio. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We've got a very special guest for you. Uh, but as always, before we start, just wanted to say thank you so much to all of our listeners, um, those of you who engage with us on social media, email, and uh, give us phone calls throughout the week. Thank you so much for being such an engaged listenership, and uh, we really, really appreciate your support. And um, tonight I've got a very special <laughs> guest with us. Keith is back. Keith, how you doing? I'm fine. Thanks, Anna. It's great to be back. Thank you so much. Great to have you back. We love right. Dr. Jeannie. Um, she was an incredible fill-in for you, um, but obviously you are very near and dear to our hearts, and we're thrilled that you're back. Oh, thank you. It's great to be back. Yes, it and is. And Kevin, how you doing, brother? Oh, we're doing great. Doing great. Like I said, it's it's good to have Keith back here. And um, now I feel like I won't be uh, sweating as much trying to juggle the tweet chat, the chat, the Twitter, the Facebook. Um, you know, have my partner back to uh, help that. And, uh, yeah, so definitely Keith is already firing up tweet chat. So everybody, uh, if you'd like to head over to tweetchat.com forward slash room forward slash RNFM radio, or if you're just in the Twitter feed, that's hashtag RNFM radio. Fantastic. Um, also, I just want to let you guys know before we jump into our interview with Pat, we have got next week, very excited, Angela Brooks. She's a nurse author and a um, bit of a social media guru for uh, growing your business. You're not going to want to miss her. Um, I myself learn a lot from, from Angela, and she's going to be just a fantastic guest. And following, that, that's on the 5th of March. Following that, we've got on the 12th of March, Beth Boynton, um, nurse author of the book Confident Voices, The Nurse's Guide to Improving Communication and Creating Positive Workplaces. Um, and she's going to be an also very, very compelling guest, and I can't wait to, uh, to have her on. So without further ado, I want to jump into tonight's guest. This, guest, this is Ms. Pat Bemis. Pat, Patricia Bemis uh, is the president of the National Nurses in Business Association. She's held the position since 1999. She received the Great 100 Nurses Award presented by the Florida Nurses Association in 2009 in the entrepreneur category. And she is a prolific author of the following books and columns. She has self-employed, RN, choices, business aspects, and marketing strategies. We have Nurse Entrepreneurs, Tales of Nurses in Business, the Emergency Nursing Bible, which is a peer-reviewed resource book, and she runs a syndicated column on nurse entrepreneurship. Uh, Ms. Bemis has also developed and presents the following educational courses, RN, RN Self-Employment 101, Emergency Nursing Review, ACE the CEN, Legal Nurse Consulting, the business side, uh, in conjunction with the University of Central Florida, and Forensic Science for Nurses at the University of Florida. So welcome, Pat. We're thrilled to have you here tonight. Thank you. It's nice to be here. All right. So, Pat, just to start out, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, your clinical experience, 
and um, a bit of your life before you became a nurse entrepreneur. Well, let's see. I um, went to school in California during the late 60s, early 70s. I remember most of it. Certainly had a good time. (laughs) Uh, um, Started out in the emergency room. That was my favorite, and that's what I did throughout most of my years. I had the opportunity to work in um, Orange County, south of L.A. County, at the Mm -hmm. coroner's office. Uh, We did... um, About five autopsies or more a day went out to the scene and got the people. That's where I got interested in forensics, and later on I had the opportunity to write that course for the University of Florida. But mostly I'm an emergency nurse, and at one point just realized that I thought I had an idea that would be a better way to teach emergency nursing, and that's how the entrepreneurship started, writing a book. Got it, got it. Okay, Go ahead. Did somebody else have a question? Oh, no. Sorry. Maybe not. (laughs) Okay. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to expand on that a little bit. You said that you felt like you had a better way. Um, Tell me more about that. What ignited that spark or or what made you feel like um, you had that better way? What was it? Well, um, I was um, a certified um, critical care nurse. I had had mm-hmm. my certification in emergency nursing, and that was in the remote path. I'd let it go, and I was studying for it again. And I okay. realized that all the books that were written were by the body system, and the exam okay. itself was by the nature of the complaint, was by the complaint, headaches, seizures, so forth. So it just didn't make sense to study the body systems when, in fact, that's not what they were going to be testing us on. They were going to be testing us on our competency in the emergency room, and we deal with complaints. So at that point, I thought that writing a book by the complaint would be much more appropriate. And that's how that started and ended up. It's in its fifth edition now, has continuing education, is approved by the Critical Care Nurses Association and by the Emergency Nurses Association. And, in fact... People are taking bits and pieces of it and putting it in their books that are mostly body Wow. So it's been very successful. Wow, that's fantastic. So, I, I mean, it sounds like you saw a problem or, or I guess, a lack of uh, cohesion in the way in which the, the test was presented and how uh, the information was presented to study for it, and then you just sought to solve that problem. That's um, correct. That sounds great. Well, tell me, how do you... Aside from, because um, I know you have multiple facets to your business, tell us a little bit about your business, first of all, and those multiple facets. Well, basically, it started um, as an author and sort of as a learning center, uh, offering continuing okay. education. And then Laura Gasparis from Folio was the president of the National Nurses and Business Association, and she was cutting back on her business activities and was looking for someone to take over as president of the association. So I was apprehensive, but I did take that challenge and did that in 1999. And from that point, I've just been searching and looking and finding what ways I think is the best way to teach nurses who are interested in becoming consultants or self-employed or owning their own business. 
And Pat, this is Keith chiming in here. I'm just interested to know how do you attract clients or partners into your work and into your, your business and what you do out in the world? How do you bring people in and how do you reach them? Well, luckily, um, I'm at a point now where the word is out. And people come to me, obviously, social media, Google, search engines, being online, being on the web has probably been what has been uh, what has saved the National Nurses and Business Association because in the past they made catalogs and sent out print newsletters and that sort of thing, which, as you know, in this day or time, you just can't afford to do. Sure. Mm. Sure, sure. Okay. And people like you on blog radio. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Use us. That's good. That's absolutely. Got to do it. Um, before we go on, I just want to remind people, if you've got questions or comments or you want to talk to Pat or ask her anything specific about your business, um, feel free to call in. The number is 347 308 I'll say that again. That's 347 and we're happy to take your call. Um, so, Pat, tell us a little bit about what projects you're working on right now. Well, I'm just finishing up an online course for Sigma Theta Tau on uh, mm-hmm. becoming a nurse entrepreneur. It's, oh, I would guess that they assign the hours, but I bet it would be about an 80 to 120-hour course. It's from not, from wondering what you want to be, going through the process of seeing what the opportunities are, choosing an opportunity, looking through to see if it's something that will be profitable and that you will enjoy, and then actually telling you how to start the business. It's supposed to be launched in February, but I think they're getting pretty close to the end of February, so I would say March. Um, okay. That's probably my most recent project. And we just um, we're working on a um, self-employed, Entrepreneurship Summit, which is um, uh-huh. going to be in August, a conference in August, um, with the mm. University of Florida in Orlando. Oh, fantastic. How, how, how okay. long is that conference? Yeah, definitely expand on it's that. It's two days, uh, August 18th and 19th. Um, it's on my website, the details and the agenda. Um, by the way, Anna, we'd like to invite you. We'd like you oh, to you. host a round table if you're interested, and we can well, talk more you. about I, that online. Absolutely. I would be honored. Thank you. Um, so that everybody gets those details and can join that conference if they're interested, what is your website that, that they should go to? The website are the initials for the National Nurses in Business Association, which is net. Okay, net. Right. Go there, guys. Get information about the conference. And as we would say in the emergency room, November, November, Bravo Alpha dot net. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. That's great. Uh, That's good, Linga. All right. That's awesome. Now, now, Pat, um, this is Keith again. Oh, sorry. Oh, Pat, I was just going to ask a question about NNBA. It sounds like you've been involved there for a long time, since the late 90s. Is that correct? Yes. In fact, uh, I joined the association when I had the idea that I wanted to write a book, and I certainly didn't know how to do it. So uh, Laura Gasparis, who was the then president, um, said, well, in fact, first, let's say the, um, the book was accepted for publication by Mosby and one other uh, publisher. 
However, the returns were very low, 12%. Mm. Um, and Laura felt that I needed to self-publish. I had no idea what that meant or how to do that. But she said, don't worry about it. I can teach you. And that's exactly what happened. Wow. That's great. And, and I, was, I was looking at the, the mission of NNBA here. Um, Anna um, pasted it up here for us for us to see. And there are four parts of the mission, which is to provide up-to-date information on existing and new business opportunities for nurses, um, right. creating which and is, offering... Let yeah. me just answer that one, which is sure. something that we're going to definitely do in our conference this year. Both. Okay. We're going to show both new and and there's a lot of new opportunities arising. So we're right. going to cover those in detail. And apropos of that, um, what are the trends you're seeing? What are the opportunities that you feel are, are opening up right now? And I'm assuming that will have something to do with technology, but, but what's your view on that at this point? Uh, I think what is in the forefront right now, two things that are really, I suppose, could be considered the same. Uh, as support for the legal industry mm-hmm. and uh, forensic nursing. Mm. Okay. okay. And for some of our listeners who don't, you know, a lot of us have a, have a misconception about what forensics mean, and I think that has a lot to do with television. So can you explain yes. what forensic nursing really is? Right. It's not about murder and serial killers and that sort of thing. It's about okay. criminal acts. Darn that work with health care. So a nurse in the emergency room would be dealing with the victim, and they would be collecting both verbal and physical evidence. That's what a nurse does, is is investigate and collect evidence. Now, whether the evidence is fraud or it's Medicare fraud or it's negligence, that's what we do. We collect evidence properly collect it, both verbal and physical, and we're there to testify in court. And then that's that's the portion we have in, in the system. We also work with the perpetrators. People that commit crimes are often um, need rehabilitation, drug, alcohol rehabilitation, before they're even able to um, stand trial. Mm. Those are <laughs> mental health nurses. They are pre-trial and post-trial those are the nurses in the correctional facilities, which is an absolutely wonderful uh, new future. It's where the nurses are really able to be independent. What, what kind of, uh, Kevin here, what kind of growth do you see in that uh, subspecialty over the next like couple of years? In the forensic field, it's going mm-hmm. to hit every area um, of nursing, from critical care nursing to... Um, uh, neurological floors, people that have been abused, especially as our geriatric population increases. Unfortunately, it's going to be a lot of ab- abuse and negligence associated with that. Those are the things that the nurses can help with. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah no, so we're talking kind of a forensic nurse consultant, is, is I'm understanding, right. is that that's sort of what you're, yes, what you're speaking about? This, okay. Well, In 1997, the Joint Commission uh, said that all nurses need to um, know forensic science and have Mm. to be have to look out for criminal acts against their patients, and that's been around for a long time. 
but now they're being more active about this. And uh, um, I have a friend, Gloria. Gloria um, was a nursing home administrator, was Mm -hmm. very challenged and frustrated because she had limited staff and her patients weren't getting the quality care that she wanted them to get. She took a course in forensic science. Uh, Gloria now is an independent practitioner. She um, collects evidence for insurance companies. Uh, She has quite a reputation when a Uh patient is injured or there's a case that's reported to the insurance company, they send Gloria out. Gloria is an insider. She knows how the nursing home operates. She collects evidence. She gets interviews. And she actually um, does the investigation, does photographs, and then reports to the insurance company if this is a case that has merit or not. Right, right. Okay. This is definitely... I think this is definitely interesting. It's it's def- I've heard of forensic nursing, but nothing to this detail. Uh, right. And so, would would a nurse then be able to, with enough experience and training, then go out to essentially train other nurses uh, on the job? Like you know, would a hospital uh, potentially or health corps organ- organization just contract with them directly to train other nurses? Yes, but you know, the hospitals really aren't interested in doing this with their employees. They're interested if they have, for instance, if a nursing home had something happen, had an issue, they could hire Gloria. But they could Mm -hmm. never get anyone on their staff to have the expertise or the experience or the knowledge that Gloria has. So I think these will continually be consulting um, physicians. Physicians, yeah. Okay. Okay. Nurse, uh, hospitals, you know, are cutting back, 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 right. back, back. And one of the big things that have been cut is the education departments. Sadly. Right. Yeah. Well, and but I, I definitely see this as as an opportunity for for consultants to come in. Uh, I mean, again, I as a consultant myself, a lot of as you say, a lot of organizations are having to cut back, especially you know in house staff or in house programs. However. Um, you know, hiring a consultant or a team of consultants to come in uh, maybe on a quarterly basis or every six months to provide training or, or you know, consulting services, uh, it's it's a little bit lighter of a hit on their bottom line. And it seems like organizations are willing to work with consultants and work with independent contractors, at least in my experience here in Colorado. But the, the piece here is that educating them that we are out there and that they can hire us out. Um, for those types of services, because ultimately these organizations need to provide some of these services, or they need some. Right. Well, especially say a hospital is going for magnet status, they need their nurses to be certified. So yes, they do call me, they do hire me to teach their nurses how to successfully pass the certification for emergency nursing. And yes, I do that all the time. But for instance, forensic nursing hasn't gotten to that point. Okay. uh, like Texas, uh, every nurse that works in the emergency department in Texas has to have one hour of forensic science. Well, that's something easy that one of the, their educators in-house can do, and that's not something they're going to, you know, spend money on. Well, do you? So do forensics you really, really hasn't got there yet. Is that? I mean, is that really enough though? An hour? I mean, is there some? <laughs> that's what the law says. So right. Therefore, in the hospital's <laughs> mind. The bare minimum. <laughs> right, yes, right, right. Skin of their teeth. It's just, 
you know, not to not to create more red tape or bureaucracy here, but it seems like uh, you know, creating some sort of group organization that uh can provide the education to the organizations to say, well, you know, listen, the law says this, but really this is what you need to be successful. I mean, well, setting it, people up for success out of the gates is what we really need to do. Right, but um, we're still talking to people whose bottom line is the dollar. Sure, sure. And I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's wonderful to think all these wonderful things we can do, but I think that we as nurses sometimes overdo it and don't look at the dollar value, and therefore we are unsuccessful at our consulting. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite than what you're saying because I understand what you're saying. Oh, but that's sure. That's not right. always the case. Right. I think I think the the when one can marry the two and really strike that balance, that's where uh, you know magic can happen. Yes. You keep it's that, not easy you know. and it's not fast. No. No, no it, it's not fast. There aren't really that many of us entrepreneurs out there, nurse entrepreneurs out there, and. Uh, you know, when you say you're a consultant, I mean, you know, it's it can sometimes be as ambiguous as saying I'm a business consultant because uh, I also right. do that. But then, you know, people are like, well, what what is that? Because uh, yeah. it can be pretty well, broad. Well, what is but... an entrepreneur? See, I have um, I have a hard time with that. Uh, there was a time when Laura Gasparra said to me, "You need to be an entrepreneur," and I thought, "Oh, okay. I wonder what that means." And I sure don't know how to spell it. So um, <laughs> right. when I when I did do some investigating and realized just what that does mean, it means a whole range of things. In its purest sense, it means you've started something that's entirely different that's never been out there before. And according to the Small Business Development Center, it means that you're just anybody that starts your own business and collects money directly for your services or products. So it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I guess you just kind of have to expand on your adjective, so to speak, or, or yes. you know, come up with your, you know, what what does entrepreneurship mean? Uh, I think oftentimes we do uh, discuss we are individuals or groups of individuals that, you know, just for example, uh, pioneering. We're willing to take those risks. We go out there and risk, uh, you know, failure. But but we realize those failures can turn into success. I mean, if we don't know failure, we don't know what success is. I mean, I don't know. You mm-hmm. can you can really blow this out for sure. Um, right. And I mean, if you're talking to Drexel University in New York, entrepreneurship is a master's in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, I might have a. I don't know. I I won't even get on that soapbox. I guess. <laughs> I, I'm gonna just. There, I'm I gonna, think I think the school of hard knocks will be your best master's yes. in in entrepreneurship. I, I think that right, there's a master's degree, right? Right, but you know, there are doctorate degrees in entrepreneurship. They're teaching new ideas, critical thinking. So yeah. there's a big range. Um, I think I look at um, self-employment. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Self-employment simply means that you yourself are putting yourself out there and you are being paid directly for your services or your product. Mm. And it doesn't mean that you're a consultant. Consultant has no legal meaning. Uh, You could be an independent contractor. You could be an employee for your own company. But I think in my mind it's simply you're putting yourself out there and collecting money directly from your services 
and our product. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Pat, we we noticed in the in the um, the mission statement of the NNBA as well. It, it mentioned maintaining a networking arena and, and encouraging what's called collegial support for nurse entrepreneurs or self-employed nurses. Are you seeing a lot of collaboration out there, out in the entrepreneur space with nurses who are self-employed and starting their own businesses? Yes. In fact, um, some of the people that um, Anna listed that will be coming on in upcoming programs, I know them. Um, I personally feel there's enough out there for all of us. I never feel that I'm in competition uh, with anyone else out there. Um, our association isn't. We have been building this network since 1985, and I still have nurses. I have nurses that I know from, gosh, 20 years ago um, who have since retired, and their last income, uh, their last annual income was over $34 million. Wow. So, um People are can be very successful. It depends what they want personally, or they can make a right. hundred thousand a year and be perfectly happy with it. Mm. Right. So there's a big range of what you can do here. Right. Well, and collaboration is key because you know we keep driving that collaborative uh, practice here. Is that uh, I think there's plenty of room in the space. Uh, you know, for my business here in Colorado, I mean, there's certainly plenty of room for what I do. And, um, you know, for Anna, Keith, and myself getting together uh, and collaborating, um, I mean, there's definitely big things to happen, I'm sure, in, in our professional lives together. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that that's one thing that we really do drive uh, with, with potential entrepreneurs, consultants, independent contractors, self-employed, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, it's I just try to be as transparent as possible to help other uh, self-employed individuals getting into the game because, I mean, I like having more people, more nurses especially, out there. I want more of us out there. I always say that. Um, but I, nurses I, are givers. We're givers. Oh, we've talked about that so many times. You know, we, and but yeah, it's yeah. okay. I mean, as long as you don't overdo it. So you are giving of your knowledge and your expertise, your experience, to others, and that is something that makes a nursing, a nurse personality feel good. Well, mm-hmm. and I think to hear other nurse entrepreneurs like like Keith and, and Anna and myself is to talk about it. We we understand that giving nature, um, and and giving so much of ourselves, uh, personally, professionally, just mentally, physically. Uh, you know, hopefully we can speak to other nurses out there that that want to start their businesses. I mean, you do kind of have to not necessarily completely rewire yourself. I don't, I don't feel that, but you do have to tweak it a little bit. How you view um, not only yourself as a brand and, and the services that you're providing, uh, you know, and the people that you're serving, um, but, but I mean, as a whole, as a profession, we need to sort of get away from this, um, I guess, sort of employee uh, kind of assembly line. And, you know, we have been enslaved. We've been enslaved to the hospitals. Back Mm -hmm. in the, gosh, before the Great Depression, back in the 20s, the nurses were all independent contractors. They followed their patients. They didn't work in the hospitals. They followed Uh, their patients. Their patients went into the hospital. They went into the hospital with them. They cared for them at home. My mother was one of those nurses. They were private duty nurses. And then when... 
the depression, those people couldn't afford to pay their private duty nurses, and the nurses went back to the hospitals that trained them and became mm-hmm. enslaved. And the, the hospitals are the ones that sponsor the nursing programs, whether they're two-year, right. four-year. It's the mm-hmm. hospitals that sponsor them, and they are trained, not educated, trained to work in the hospital. That's the purpose for the whole nursing programs. So right. you've got to get away from that, and I think the way to get away from that is with professional development courses, yeah. mm. which is why I became involved with the University of Central Florida, the University of Florida, Sigma Theta Tau, those kind of people that offer right. professional development past the clinical nursing, what the hospitals want you to do. Yeah, right. and don't we, right. well, and I feel like I'm kind of, sorry guys, I'm, I feel like I just keep chiming in here with some stuff, but it's... Good, it's good stuff. No, it's it's interesting because, you know, some of my experiences and, you know, what I've been reading up on, and I'm not exactly sure if you can speak to this because I, I'm sure you've come into contact with uh, plenty of uh, nursing agency out there, agencies out there, whether they be nurse-owned or not nurse-owned, but it almost seems like even the system itself is is kind of keeping us back from that consulting piece where I have colleagues out there, I have um, uh, OTPT speech, where the system is set up to hire them out as consultants. But for whatever reason, and again, I could be wrong here, but from what I've been told, it's as if an RN must be, some to, to a degree, some type of W-2 employee to the agency. They, yes, they somehow I cannot do, I contract. can address that. I can Please, address that. Because it kind I, um, of I actually am... I actually am considered an expert by the law in um, healthcare employment and have okay. testified to that. Um, so this is the circumstance. The um, hospitals have a responsibility to um, Medicare to follow certain guidelines. Some of those guidelines are that they must be an employee of the hospital. You cannot go to a hospital and work as an independent contractor. If you do, they stand the risk of losing their Medicare and Medicaid funding, which you know they're not going to take a chance on. There are certain regulations and requirements that they must do. One of them involves being an employee of of the institution. There are um, nursing agencies that hire nurses as independent contractors. Independent contracting is a legal definition uh, by the IRS, and they handle, they hire them as independent contractors. And then they put in their contracts, uh, if the hospital or the IRS considers you as an employee rather than an independent contractor, the nurse will be responsible for any penalties or back taxes. Oh, wow. it's actually against the law. The reason that the agencies do that is because they don't have to pay the payroll taxes to the sure. state or sure. to the IRS. They save a great deal of money. Some of them don't know they're doing it wrong. Some of them know and take that risk. I just testified for um, South Carolina. Over 400 mm-hmm. nurses were independent contractors for an agency, for a home health agency. Oh, wow. And um, okay. they fought and hired the best attorneys out there, but they lost. In fact, Microsoft, oh. Bill Gates tried to do that with his uh, data entry clerks. And okay. 
Wow. It was the most money ever spent on the IRS case Bill Gates lost. So I don't really feel sorry deal. for his multi-billions, but... Um, but but he did, and that's a lot of money that he and he lost. So yeah. what I'm yeah. saying is that um, it's something we certainly can't fight. And well, clinical nursing, though, is what they're talking about. Clinical so, nursing at the bedside, and I probably can't discuss why I even think that's right, but um, it probably is. Well, here's the thing, though, um, and again, I just I need to keep rolling with this just for a second. I don't want to beat it to death, but I just I feel so passionate about it. It's just that, um, you know, with independent contractors, I get the whole thing with the, uh, you know, Department of Labor avoiding paying unemployment, uh, avoiding paying FICA, you know, into the system, the Medicare, uh, and, of course, the insurance piece. But essentially, you know, the way I consult, when people contract with me, they're contracting with my company. So I mean, I actually have an, you know, I am incorporated, and right. it's a matter of, you know, I see things where there's, uh, you know, the interpretation is okay. So a nurse cannot be considered an independent contractor for one of the reasons being that uh, some of it has to do with, you know, scheduling. You know, like they don't work their own schedule per se, or you know, they don't make their own decisions because there's like protocols. Yeah, but that's but, that's but what not about locum tenens? I mean, like, what yeah. about what about you know physicians doing the same thing that they're hired out as independent contractors and they well, have to work? You under know the- what? We're going to stop talking about this because you and I could talk probably for the next two hours. Sure, we could. We probably <laughs> should get back on track. I, I swear. Right. That's a whole new show, isn't it? But it's <laughs> not about it's not about that little list. Do you meet the criteria of the IRS? to be an independent contractor. It's not about that list. Yeah. It's, a, it's about quality in nursing, and no, there's sure. a lot more to it than that. And we could discuss this, but I think we get off the track for what our listeners No, right. no, we, we right. will. And I apologize to all the listeners. It's just something I'm extremely passionate about, and I'll just stop right there. Well, and then you call me, and we'll discuss it. How's that? There you I'm go. Gonna, there you go. I want to make you know, a change. I, That's all I'm going to say. So. It's possible. And that's good. Snowball. Um, I wanted to ask you something about advice, but before I do that, I just want to give the number out again, guys. If you're interested in uh, speaking with Pat Bemis or you have any questions, uh, uh, general questions, particular questions to your own business situation or um, ideas that you've got, go ahead and give Pat a call. You can call us at 347-308-8064. That's 347-308-8064. Or you can post your question in the chat room, and one of the guys who are hanging out in the chat room will make sure that the uh, question gets aired. Okay, so I wanted to ask you this, Pat. Um, You have an abundance of experience. So what advice would you give to nurses um, who want to become nurse entrepreneurs right now? You know, they've... They're still full time in the hospital or wherever it is they're working, but they're they're toying with this idea. They've got this burning uh, drive. What would you tell them? Well, it depends what the drive is. If the drive is to get out of the hospital, then mm-hmm. that's not going to get you anywhere. If your drive right, is be- I want to make more money, that's not going to get you anywhere. So the mm-hmm. first step, the first step that you need to do is you need to determine what you enjoy doing and what you'd like to do and be paid directly for your services or for that product. That's the first step. You have to be something that you enjoy and you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. That's the first decision. Then the second decision is to decide if that is going to bring you a profit. Are you going to be able to support yourself doing that? 
And that takes, at that point, some knowledge about business, determining if that is something that you can make a profit at. If it is, after you figure all that out, and you're going to need some help from somebody Mm -hmm. that knows the business or take some Mm -hmm. business courses, learn about Mm -hmm. it. And if it is, then there's step-by-step what you can do to start your business to promote it, market it, and sell your services. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So um, it's not about I want a flexible schedule, I want to be my own boss. Those are um, hook lines, teasers. Right, right. Mm. Right. Well, um, Pat, I did you have, have a question? question? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Pat, I have a question. Um, you have so much experience and so much um, wisdom to offer. Um, what advice would you give nurses who are not looking to transition? You know, who don't want to leave clinical practice, but they want to improve their experience actually at the bedside or in clinical practice. What would you say to those nurses at this point in history and where we are with the nursing profession? I think the first thing to do is to prove to yourself, to your coworkers and your employer, that you are competent in your field. The first step is to become certified within your field. Once you become first to become certified, you have to learn what you have to know, and most of us don't know what we have to know. So if you learn what you have to know, and then you prove that you know it and become certified in your field. I think that's the first step. I think that's the first step before bachelor's, master's, Ph.D., before formal education. Mm. So you would say in terms of the certification, in terms of getting that expertise in a particular area, like emergency nursing, critical care nursing, and that sort of thing, those sorts of certifications? Yes, I think the uh, there's a lot of professional certifications out there that are not um, approved by nursing, and those may be fine too, but I think that the nursing associations, like the operating room nurses, the emergency nurses, the critical care nurses, they've been doing this for a long, long time, and they, mm-hmm. they do work with people that are in the field with the clinical nurses. And I think those are the certifications that you need to start with to build your expertise in your own area. And and if a nurse is is more of a generalist, say there's a nurse out there who's doing home care but isn't really like a specialist in, say, infusion nursing or one of those other specialties in home care, but is more of a generalist in his or her field, um, what would you recommend for that person? You know, I don't know the exact certifications, but I uh, med, med surge nursing, any of the mm-hmm. of the basic nursing certifications would work there. Mm. Mhm. 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 Right. Okay. And I think Kevin had Kevin. a question next too. Kevin, do you want to jump in here? Yes, I'm back again. So, <laughs> I, I'll leave that other one. <laughs> so, I guess if we all, you know, get a chance to do a do-over, you get a do-over here. So if you had a chance to start your uh, career as as an entrepreneur, self-employed, again, uh, what would you do differently, and uh, what would you do the same? You know, I I thought about that today, thinking that this question might come up. I don't know that I would have done anything differently because if I did something differently, I would not come up 
with this same place that I am now, and I'm very happy where I am now. That's refreshing um, to hear. That is great to hear, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, then, I think we, you know, that, well, as I say, we ultimately, you know, we, we trip, we fall, we we do make mistakes, but we certainly learn from those mistakes, and we're, we're better entrepreneurs uh, for it, I think. Yeah, I learn something every day. I love learning. Absolutely. And I think that's definitely a key to success as an entrepreneur and, and a strength uh, of being an entrepreneur is yeah. that we are not necessarily confined uh, to necessarily one or two systems in the way that we learn. I mean, ultimately in the hospital, the clinical setting, we, depending on the setting that you're in, especially a teaching hospital, there are there are plenty of opportunities for you to learn. But I think as an entrepreneur, basically just, you know, you're captain. You know, you, you kind of set sail in the direction that you want to, and, and you have as many opportunities as you allow yourself. Right, to... you choose what you want to learn. In yes. fact, I'm on page 554 of a 650-page book on HTML, <laughs> XMTL, and CSS. So wait, I, wait I do a, a lot of other you're, stuff. You're, wait a second. Hold on a second. Let's back up for a minute. You're, you're talking <laughs> my language here. Language. Yes. So you're actually teaching yourself to code? Yes. Good grief. And doing quite well at it, I must say. Are you? Well, Pat. Yeah. You well, like the website? I was going to yeah. say, the website is different. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It's nice. So, hold on a second. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. i got to back up here for a minute. Just, okay, just stop the train for Kevin for a second. Here. So, wait a minute. Again. So, I, 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 I do want to congratulate you on the site being a little more vibrant and the coding. I can definitely tell it's a lot more uh, multidimensional uh, than when I came across it just a few years ago. So... Let me first congratulate you for taking that opportunity to teach yourself coding. That's amazing. Um, are you actually – well, and I don't know. Is this a project you might be working on in the future that you're going to help other nurses just on some basic coding to help with um, them? I don't really – no, I don't recommend that a nurse start out coding or doing her own site. Um, certainly she could use a web authoring program, Dreamweaver, something like that. But sure, sure. unless she's going to be a web designer or a web developer, um, that's probably not the way to go. Okay. I first started my website in 1998, I think. And so I've been learning and growing through that period. Um, I am not, I mean, I can't sit down and code a whole page and now with all the new coding and the CSS and the PHP and all that other stuff, all the server languages, I can't do all that. But I can look at the code, know what's going wrong, change a color, make it look better. And I think that I have come up with a good design for the um, National Nurses and Business site and all the people that are on there are real nurses, no stock photos. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That, I was actually wow. going to ask you that, if, if it is yeah. stock photos. Um, they are. I, the things we've developed throughout the years. Well, I, I want to congratulate you because I did. I felt like you really had a volume of content up there, uh, and especially the photos of the uh, conferences. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I really like that. But 
Yeah, I don't necessarily know that I would recommend anybody going out and learning CSS or uh, you know HTML and PHP. I mean, it's a nice little thing to know a little bit about. I mean, I my blog uh, just ha- it just got hacked uh, over the weekend, but I was able to go in there. Of course, it was a pain in the butt, but um, you know, just going in there and, and changing some of the scripts and the code a little bit to get that malware off of there. But but yeah, no, that's great to hear. Like I said, you just yeah. got to talk my language for a second. Sorry, I just had to run with that. <laughs> That's okay. And, and um, Pat, I just want to jump in here for a second. And I'm not, I, I'm not a coder like Kevin, and don't understand all that stuff so much. But what I want to say is that I feel like what you're exemplifying here by telling us what you've been doing is that you're exemplifying a nurse who's really willing to go out, learn new skills, tackle something new, and take on something that might have been relatively foreign to you prior but you've made it, really made it work for you, and it's really working for the association too. So I also want to say hats off to you that, that you were willing to do that, and that's even though we might not want other people to try to take that on, it sounds like you took on a monstrous project, but it's a, really, it's a wonderful thing you've done, and it really shows other nurses that there are lots of other skills out there that you can take on during the course of your career. Right, and I started actually with coding, oh gosh, I started with computers back when there were computers were punch cards, and then went on to mainframes, and I actually owned one of the first model IBM PCs, had to get a bank loan in order to get it, you know, (laughs) tore it apart, put drives in it, and all that stuff. So I've been doing this, but the great thing about being self-employed, being an entrepreneur, whatever you want to call us, is that we can do whatever we please. Absolutely. And that's the best thing about it. It really is. It really is, being able to be captain of your ship. But, you know, I I will say this. As captains of our ship, um, we tend to sometimes uh, run those ships into uncharted water or uncharted territory, such as uh, taking on CSS or, or... um, coding for the first time or anything we do for the first time, we do it um, and we learn from it. And I know that I myself have had some failures and learned from those failures. And I was interested, you know, if, if you were comfortable sharing with us maybe some of what your early failures might have been and what valuable lessons you learned from them and might be able to share with us. Well, my life is constant failure because that's the way I learn. I learned from my mistakes. Mm. Of course, one of the reasons yeah. for that is because I'm human, and that's the way humans learn. Sure. Um, How we learn best. <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah. everything that I do, there's a failure behind it, behind um, learning to code and maintain my own website is um, because I couldn't find anybody that did it the way I wanted it done. Mm. So I mm. suppose just finding people sometimes you can't find anybody to do the work the way you want it done. And unfortunately, right. most of us are very controlling, and we want to do it our right. way. Right. So we have to take on a new task to do it. Um, the flexible schedule is great for me. I mean, it's 9 at night. I'm sitting in my recliner with my portable phone. I have a uh, Elizabeth Taylor blue velvet recliner that's just great. Nice. <laughs> nice. Great image. 
great. You should put that on the website, Pat. That would be great. Yeah, we need to see you in your blue recliner, your velvet recliner. <laughs> Wait, is that where you actually do your coding? Sitting back um, in the Actually, I, I read about coding and learn about it on my Kindle. And mm-hmm. I read my Kindle in the morning. I get up usually around 5. I like to sit right here and read in the morning. And that's when I do most of my reading with a good cup of coffee and my blue velvet recliner. Mm. That sounds mm. so groovy. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Well, Pat, you know what? We we actually are getting up on to break time. So what I'd like to do is let's take a short break. We'll come back. We'll uh, finish up with some more, a couple more questions, and see if we can take any callers. Um, and then we can uh, let you get back to your recliner when we're all done. Does that sound okay? <laughs> That's fine. I'll hold on. Okay, good. We'll go ahead and just okay, take. It'll a be about two minutes, minutes right? Yeah. Yep, exactly two minutes. In fact, and we'll be right back. All right. Bye bye. Oh, that's great. I'm imagining myself in the blue recliner. Blue velvet, you have to add that. Velvet, blue velvet. Blue velvet, that's right, blue velvet. Yes. Okay. Is, there, is there a song, an Elvis song? Yeah. I, <laughs> I yeah, feel like a, there's an Elvis song that involves blue velvet. What What would a blue velvet uh, recliner look like on the beach, I wonder? Reading I don't about. know. I'm I'm nearby the beach. I could give it a shot. Try it. You could. To try. I just spent 15 days in. I just spent 15 days in Mexico, but there was no blue recliner. But I'll bring one <laughs> next time. Yes. Yeah. Fortunate, really. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I think Kevin had it. Did, did you have another question? Yes, I'm back again for more. So. All right, go uh, boy. All right. Well, so you know, we always like to ask. Um, do you have the top three skills? 
sort of that you would give a uh, a nurse to be successful as an entrepreneur? Well, it's funny that you ask that because I was just looking and writing down three things in case someone asked me that question. And I think you need to be self-motivated. As an emergency nurse, you know, we are self-motivated. We usually sit on our butts until something comes in the door, and then we jump up and save a life. And that's kind of the way we usually run our lives. So you need to be self-motivated. You need to be self-confident, feel that you can do what you've set out to do. And you need to have a passion for learning new things. I think those are the three things I think are most important. Mm. You're very well said. Very well said, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And Pat, um, speaking of self motivation, self confidence, passion for learning new things, which it seems like things that you exemplify in your work and as a nurse. how has being a nurse really shaped your experience as a business owner and a business person? You know, how does that nursing mind fit into the that other aspect of your work? Well, I think in the first place that uh, the reason I was um, drawn into nursing was that I was sort of led to believe that we would be creative and we would have the opportunity to plan our patient's care. Hmm. When I actually got into nursing, I realized that those patient care plans had nothing to do with a creative mind planning the patient's care. So Mm -hmm. I think that I was disappointed with. However, um, in business, I can plan the course of my business. I can plan what services I want to offer, what products I offer, and I think that's what's most important to me is um, be able to plan. And in nursing, what do they say? What are the nursing process where we mm-hmm. research, collect information, develop a plan, implement the plan, um, evaluate the outcome, and mm-hmm. reinvent the plan? And that's what I think mm-hmm. I do. That's what I bring from nursing into business. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. Thank you. Know, but- you. I wanted to ask you something else, but again, before I do that, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't send out the phone number. It is 347-308-8064. If you guys have questions for Pat or any comments or you just want to say, hey, you want to talk about the blue velvet recliner, it's all open. 347-308-8064. So, Pat, real quick, how do you, A, get motivated, and B, how do you generate new ideas? Well, unfortunately, I have more ideas than I can have time to put into practice. The entrepreneur's curse, That's an right? entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, I wake up at 2 in the morning think, wow, you know, I could do this. <laughs> I know what I can do with that. You should call me. I'm up. Yeah. <laughs> so I am not short on ideas. I usually right. think way past what I would ever have time to do. Luckily, I have the university and I have a support staff which can help me with a lot of this. So I really, really am enjoying that. Um, And working for yourself, you usually don't have a support team. And that's one of the things when you have to keep hiring people that makes it difficult. So I do enjoy that aspect of consulting when you can consult 
on an annual basis and get a paycheck every month. Mm. So sort of on retainer. Yes, so that, well, yes, it's an annual contract, independent contracting contract. I, I, however, my business is incorporated. I am an employee Mm -hmm. of my business. So Mm -hmm. I do not work as an independent contractor. I work as a vendor, and money is paid directly to my company. Mm. Sure, sure. Which I believe there's no other way to go. And, right. and actually, I, I would I would agree uh, on so many different levels. Again, I'm not going to pick at that scab anymore, <laughs> but I will say that <laughs> nurses do need to consider incorporating in some way, not only to protect um, themselves and their assets. I mean, obviously, you have to have the insurance uh, to go along with it, your liability insurance. Mm-hmm. But but I, I think that's really how we're going to um, break that armor, uh, and we just all become you know incorporated, and we're just small businesses. Right, and we're not an LLC, and we're not a sole proprietor. If you're a sole proprietor or an LLC, you are self-employed. It's not a good place to be. Your credit score drops. You walk in and you say, well, I think I'll buy a new car this year. And the dealer will say to you, oh, yeah, but you're self-employed. You don't even have Mm -hmm. a job. So your interest rates go up. You have to bring in five years of income taxes, which if you're in a new business, you don't have. So, yeah, and all the things that you can deduct. Uh, I pay myself rent for my office. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, My Mm -hmm. company pays all my life insurance, medical benefits, buys my aspirin. So um, Mm -hmm. anybody would like to talk to me about that, you know, drop me an email or call me sometime. Let me give you my phone number. Please, yes. Sure, yes. go ahead. 321-633-4610. I'm in Florida. I'm on Eastern Time, usually in the office, 9 to 5, weekdays. So if you'd like to discuss that further, I'd be glad to talk to you about it. Yes. Thank you for being I, a great resource. No, definitely, and I concur on that because, like I said, I, I uh, you know, did a lot of research, and, and I'm also incorporated here in Colorado, and um, there are many benefits that you do give up uh, by not doing something like that, treating yourself as a business. Because, uh, And I think uh, Andrew Lopez from Nurse Friendly also had discussed that as well, all the write-offs and things that we can, you know, buy ourselves, ins- buy ourselves insurance and uh, pay, you know, pay right. for meds and things, just like yeah. what anybody, any company would do. That's right, and I like Andrew. He has some good, solid, practical information. You can always trust what you can find on his site. You hear that, Andrew? Actually, Andrew's working <laughs> this evening. He said, but he'll 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 get the archive. I'll I'll definitely hit him up later and tell him to hit the archive. But uh, anyway, um, so let me uh, sort of get back into you know our questioning here, and let's talk about that deep dark place where we have our fears. And what would be one of your greatest fears, if you have any? And if so, besides sitting in that blue suede uh, lounge or recliner, how do you manage that fear? Um, I think that if I was to name a fear, it would be fear of the unknown. Hmm. Because, you know, we really do not know how all this is going to turn out. I may have a cancer in my brain right this minute. I don't know. Right. I don't know what my health is going to be. Um, I don't know what the economy is going to be. 
I don't know if nurses are suddenly going to flock back to the hospitals and none of them want to start a business or ever become certified. So I don't know where the web's going. I don't know if I can keep up. All those things, I think, is just fear of the unknown. But on the other hand, I love learning, so that's the solution to fear. Oh, right. Absolutely, action. (laughs) Yeah. Solution to fear. Makes it a moot point. Right. You're constantly evolving. So, and I mm-hmm. think as nurses, we we are able to do that. I think we are well positioned to continue to evolve. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. And and Pat, that that is so well said. Like everything else you said tonight. And I w- wanted to ask you what you feel like is the best way to achieve long term success in in your work. But it sounds like you've already answered that question for us in a way. I think we. I think yes. I think I have. Um, I think you can probably pull it out of what I've already said. Right, mm-hmm. but it sounds like mm-hmm. you're, you know, you you faced a lot of fears, you've faced a lot of challenges, you've taken on some new learning and new technology, pretty fearlessly it seems. Um, but we don't know, <laughs> we don't, we're not witness to the moments you had on that on that blue recliner, um, you know, sweating over the uh, sweating over your coding of your website. But <laughs> it sounds like you've you've really taken a lot of this with with a great deal of nursing equanimity over the years. Well, I like what I do. Yeah, yeah. That's key. That's very apparent. It's very apparent. So, mm-hmm. what's what's next for you and for the NNBA? What's what's coming down the pike? Well, we're um, partnering with the University of Florida this year, and with um, a certification body, and with the uh, American Healthcare Consultants. That's an association, uh, and putting on this conference. The conference is going right. to show the opportunities, what you can do. We're going to bring in educators as well as um, real-world practitioners, bring in a lot of nurses like Anna, I hope, to host a round mm-hmm. table mm-hmm. Um, on new technology. Absolutely. And this is where we're starting, building a, a coalition for for spreading the word to nurses that they can be self-employed. Amen, Fantastic. Sister. Fantastic. I <laughs> love it. Um, okay, so I just uh, I want to go ahead and close uh, with your all of your information once more. Um, if you guys are interested in getting in touch with Pat, you want to talk to her about questions regarding setting up your business or running your business or any kind of marketing certification, she's a treasure trove of information and would be thrilled to speak with you. Her phone number again is 321-633-4610. That's 321-633-4610. She's on Eastern Standard Time. So don't call too late if you're in California. <laughs> and uh, her website is the nnba.net. That's the National Nurses and Business Association .net, nnba.net. And I just want to repeat the dates, the conference, um, the Entrepreneurship and Healthcare Conference that is August 18th and 19th. Am I correct? That's correct. Okay, good. And that's going to be in Orlando uh, in conjunction with the University of Florida. We'll have different presentations on entrepreneurship and healthcare, um, self-employment and healthcare, uh, what certifications you may or may not need, how to go about doing that, answering some very um, in-depth, specific questions, and having some great roundtable discussions, um, networking, all that fun stuff. And uh, I will be there. So, um, good. And I think the, the hotel has... 
The hotel has cook-to-order breakfasts and an open Ooh, bar nice. in the evening. So we're going to be around. Speaking my language. <laughs> uh, a lot of networking, <laughs> a lot of talking. So, yes, I, I hope you will all join us. And bring your friends. Excellent. I can set you at a round table. Um, I don't know if you've ever exhibited before, but we would glad to have you as an exhibitor at no charge. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very gracious, Pat. Um, and we Thank were thrilled you, to have you tonight. You're we welcome. really appreciate your presence and your expertise and your time. Thank you so very much. Thank you. You're welcome. And have me on again. I'd be glad to come. Great. Wonderful. Okay. But we'd love bring to have you again. Bring your recliner. Pat. Yes. <laughs> and bring your recliner. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> All right. Have a wonderful evening. We'll talk again soon. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Good night, right, sure. Bye bye. All right. Fantastic. I hope you guys enjoyed her. She was amazing. I, I really enjoyed her very much. Um Keith, I would love we haven't even gotten to talk about your trip to Mexico. Do you want to tell us all about this? Oh my gosh, sure. What would you like to know? Ah Dear Lord, tell what? us why you were gone for three weeks in Mexico and what all you were up to. <laughs> Actually, we were only gone for 15 days. I know it felt like three weeks, but I I did miss three shows based on our travel plan. So, um, yeah, but um, my wife and I actually are, I wouldn't say we're workshop junkies, but we both have always loved doing retreats. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, we could just, Mm -hmm. we've we've both always loved retreats and um, conferences and workshops and play shops, and we even run some ourselves and, you know, a couple times a year, I think, we either go separately or together to some sort of retreat or conference. Um, I have a men's retreat coming up next month, but we really felt like we needed something special. And we've been married for 23 years. Um, you can cue the applause there if you like. And um, Yeah, okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, we just, Hold on, get it. Definitely. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I'm sure Mary's listening right now, too, in the other room. Um, But we really felt like we needed something special. And what happened was we realized we needed to go somewhere warm this winter. Um, Everyone thinks New Mexico is warm year-round, but it's actually quite cold and can be snowy here in Santa Fe. So we heard about a couple's retreat that was happening at a yoga center on the Pacific coast of Mexico, and it's being it was being run by two facilitators. They're a married couple who we have a lot of respect for. They're very well known um, in the communities that we run in. And it was a couples retreat during Valentine's Week. And it's really for wow. couples who want to take their relationship to the next level. And the retreat actually culminated in all 15 couples writing their own recommitment ceremony and new vows for their marriage or relationship. Um, Did you renew your vows while you were there? We did. We renewed our vows. And um, part of the workshop, the retreat, was working through coming up with what our our shared values are, our shared intentions for our relationship, um, our successes and the areas we have for growth and then sitting down together through a series of exercises and actually coming up with new vows. And we each couple had 12 minutes to stage their own recommitment ceremony for all the other couples. Um, so oh, we had so uh, cool. 14, 
Yeah, 14 recommitment ceremonies um, on a beautiful afternoon in the yoga studio on the second floor with the Pacific Ocean in the background as the sun was setting. So that was sort of the the setting of the uh, the recommitment ceremony. Well, now I actually I don't wow. feel so bad that I didn't get you something for your oh, that's okay. remarriage, so <laughs> to speak. You, you know, so, but I so, anyway. Yeah, you had a question, Kevin. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Like I said, it's. Uh, um, I mean, that's beautiful. It really is. Uh, I don't. I, I got to do that when we get off the air. I was just going to say, Kevin, that. the way you, the way you um, rave and and um, talk about Katie, I think you I need to get on there and do that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And next. You know, I'm sure she's. Uh, you know been blushing quite frankly because she's been on the air i've blogged about her so i don't even know if you knew that keith like over on valentine's Day, i just i hijacked my blog to actually profess my love for my wife wow that's Day. lovely that's so, really great it doesn't compare great. to mexico though that sounds beautiful well but this this yeah this was just something that mary and i felt we really needed to do we felt like you know it's a financial investment it's an investment in time and relationships really take investment on many levels and mm-hmm. make, making a recommitment is also a reinvestment in our relationship because it's, it looks at, you know, it gives you a moment to look at the areas of your relationship that might be stale, that might need a little attention or that, you know, just either you have kids or you have a business and you're working and your relationship goes on autopilot and many relationships mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. go on autopilot for decades. And Mary and I have, made um, spiritual practice of being in relationship and being married. We really consider it a spiritual mm-hmm. practice. Um, and this that's what this workshop was really all about, was was having your relationship be a practice, really something that you you work at, but you also play at at the same time. So it was it was really, truly a beautiful experience. Right. So, mm. um, and what I'll, what I'll say is that we were at a yoga center um, in a very small town, it's a fishing village of about 300 people, and it's 90 minutes north of Puerto Vallarta, so it's really off the beaten track. And you really get Mexican tourists there, but not a whole lot of American uh, tourists come to that area. There are some expats and Canadian um, expats who come down there. But it's a really relatively unspoiled part of Mexico, and the people were lovely. We were right on the jungle. We had the Pacific Ocean in, in our front yard and a jungle in the backyard. And it was just an incredibly beautiful, restful place. And we were able to wow. be offline. We were offline and off our computers for 13 days, which was outrageously wonderful. <laughs> oh, it sounds divine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure Kevin might not agree. Yeah, I might have had a mini stroke there for a second. So. Yeah. Oh, well... Well, no. I'll say some of the people in our workshop were were quite. Um, they were very savvy business people and and entrepreneurs, and a lot of them were on their computers during breaks. So, Kevin, you wouldn't have been alone if you were there. No, right, right. and you know I'll, I'll have to chime in here. You know, again, like when we, my wife and I, went away to uh, Vancouver, BC, and we ended up on this island, Galliano Island. Um, you know, you have to take the ferry there, and I think the island itself was. Uh, about 11 to 13 miles from tip to tip, uh, if, mm-hmm. if there's, you know, tip to tip. And, and it is. I mean, you know, you're you're sort of cut off from, 
you know, the only civilization are the people that are just that, that live there and may vacation there. But there are very few homes. I mean, there's no hotel, none. Um, I mean, they're really just cottages, and there aren't that many of them. And so, I mean, it's nice to sort of being with your your partner. I mean, and there's just nothing. Else. You're not attached to anything. No smartphones. No, right. you know, internet. And I mean, you really do reconnect. So I can definitely speak to that. It is very nice. Right. Exactly. And and you know, I can I can really relate this to my coaching practice and to my wife's coaching practice because a lot of what we're about with the people that we work with, it's about self care, and it's about really taking care of your relationships, taking care of your, I mean, really taking care of every aspect of your life and nurses and other people too. It's not just nurses, but we all get so caught up in our lives. We lose track of those really basic intrinsic things that keep us fueled and really keep our engine running. And you can run your engine on making money and moving forward with your business and you know, whatever it else you're doing out in your world. But if you don't go back inside and re, I'll use recommitment as a, as another phrase to, to explore mm-hmm. it, that it's recommitting to the other aspects of your life that you need to feed or else all the other areas just will eventually starve as well. Your professional life, your, your business life. So um, it's just very important, and for us as health and wellness coaches, too, I feel like we have to walk our talk. So walking my talk by spending 15 days in Mexico is a pretty painless way to do it. So, so did you did you actually gain CEUs for that, Keith? I mean, was there some sort of certification, you know, from that with your nursing business? I mean, seems – Oh, from this – from this workshop? Well, no, I just, I kid, I kid, because, uh, <laughs> you know, ultimately, you know, we have to grind out a few CEUs or certifications here and, you know, expertise in our field and sitting in a conference or seminar for, you know, a week doesn't sound right. as appealing as it is to kind of hang out in Mexico, you know, with your loved one. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's really, <laughs> the CEUs, it's really continuing it's continuing relationship education, and I feel like it's just as important, though we don't get much credit for it out in the world these days. Oh, I love that, continuing relationship education. <laughs> we need to be giving each other credit then for that. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, it's actually going to be – it's born here on RNFM Radio. We're going to figure out how to get that done. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Um, yeah, we should all go. Yeah. Well – uh, I was going to say, if it's okay, if I could just expand just for a second. I, I, you know, I would agree with you, Keith. Um, I think our collaborative, you know, or organization between the three of us here on RNFM Radio and our company, Unbound Media Group, um, I think part of the reason that it was born was because I was able to – I was just in the right place, meaning my wife and I took – some time off we hadn't had a vacation in years many many years and we you know we have small children and we went away to San Diego uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday and it was quite nice to basically just be cut off um, and not worry about you know tweeting and chatting and checking email and just reconnecting with one another and I found and maybe I'm just going to go out on a limb here to all of you uh, listeners out there to say that you know, maybe if you don't 
right now have the money to invest, or maybe if you have to put it on 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 credit in a sense. I'm not telling you to go out and like max out your cards or anything, but it's an investment because I'll tell you what, you're going to make that back tenfold. Um, make it back tenfold in your business because you're just going to be rejuvenated. When I came back from that trip, I just knew that 2012 was going to be a monster year, and part of that was because I was able to reconnect with my partner. So that's just my, my little bit there. I just really feel like I'm I'm a better, well-oiled machine, so to speak, because I had that opportunity with my wife to reconnect. Because we hadn't done that in many years, so I have a right. di- I have a different perspective on things. Yeah, that's very well said, Kevin. You know, and and you also said that sometimes we don't have the money to invest in you know a big vacation or a big trip, but there's also ways to. Um, take care of yourself and nurture your relationship or even just your relationship with yourself when you're, when you're local. I mean, all, all this past year, Mary and I, my wife have, and I have had a practice of putting Fridays aside pretty much almost every week to just have fun. And we called them fun Fridays and we couldn't do anything business related. We couldn't have any meetings or anything. And it's changed over these last few months as we've launched our new websites and our businesses. But to set aside time just to go out in nature, to do something fun, to do something novel in your area, it doesn't even have to be something expensive. You can have a mini retreat once a week for half a day, and that can be rejuvenating too. So it can also be very simple very straightforward and very inexpensive to take care of yourself in that way. Definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, you know, listeners out there, I mean, you know, Keith has a lot to say. And and like I said, I speak from at least recent experience, uh, you know, with my partner and my family. And um, so this is something that you, you know, you're talking about walking the walk. And, um, you know, feel free uh, hit Keith up. I mean, certainly at uh, nursekeith.com, correct, Keith? Yeah, With thanks, your... Kevin. Yeah, yeah, that's it, nursekeith.com. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, I'm just pl- I'm selling you, brother, because I, I believe in you. <laughs> I oh, believe thank you. I appreciate it. That's right. That's, that's right. That's great. So um, what's next on our agenda here, Anna? Well, you know, I, I don't see any callers in the studio, so callers, if you're if you're ready to call, you best call quick because we may – uh, even take an early night. We're, we're thinking about taking a cue from Keith here and his uh, all his talk of self-care and retreats and uh, taking Fridays off and that sort of thing. And we were thinking about giving everybody an early night, including ourselves, to have a little self-care time. Um, so if we don't have any callers and y'all don't have any uh, soapbox needs or, or moments or, or need to to really get anything off your hearts, then uh, we may just call it an early night. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah. No, and I, I think, uh, you know, this is a great little, uh, you know, what Keith had to offer tonight was a great little wrap-up in the sense of, you know, with Dr. Jeannie Pertoli, uh, with, with high-conflict, um, you know, relationships, and, you know, we talked about that. And leave it to Keith, a wonderful brother and, and uh, colleague, to bring it all back into perspective and giving us a little bit of that flavor of what we really need to do. So, you know, this was this was a great little segue, you know, kind of having her, um, you know, on the show and then talking about the conflict and how Keith really brings it to light that, you know, we can we can find resolution. Right, right. It's in Mexico. Not just Mexico, right. but, 
His resolution is in Mexico. That's yeah, where you'll exactly. find it. That's right. <laughs> or you know, wherever you can find it. That's right. Well, it's a RNFM Radio Love Fest tonight, isn't it? It is. It It sure is. It is every night. But, yes, it sure is. And we're so glad you're back, Keith. Um, Thank you We love Jeannie. She had a blast with Jeannie. Boy, she brought out our wild side. But um, (laughs) we're afraid afraid for you to listen to all the back episodes, in fact. (laughs) Yes. We we had a great time. We're thrilled you're back. Well, and yeah, we we did clean up the house while you were away. We tried to put everything back to where it belongs. I mean, there might be something misplaced, but you know, we tried really hard. So oh, okay. Know. Well, I did. You know, I did put um, used a sharpie and marked you know the levels on all my um, my my <laughs> alcohol and tequila. So I'll make sure you didn't touch it. <laughs> it might be a little watered down. Just, okay. Right. You know. Right. Just double check. Just saying. Hilarious. So. All right. Well, before this show uh, devolves any further, um, I just want to reiterate our guests for the next couple of weeks. Um, and, in fact, we've just had an email, uh, a little bit of a disappointment. We had an email from Angela Brooks. She will, unfortunately, not be able to be with us next week. I actually just got that email during the show. So, instead, we are going to be having a surprise guest and a surprise show next Monday, which really translates to we have no idea who's going to be on the show, but it's going to be good. We're going to scramble this week. We're going to find somebody great for you guys, and uh, we will have someone fun on the show next week. So do tune in. And um, if you guys have any suggestions, you know anybody awesome you want on the show, um, fantastic nurse entrepreneur, um, we can or, or somebody uh, – Somebody else who might uh, give us a good sense of how to either take care of ourselves or run our businesses. It doesn't even have to be a nurse entrepreneur. It can be somebody from uh, another another industry that can give us a good perspective. Let us know. Um, and we may even bring in, Keith, I don't know, your, your better half, Mary. She does laughter yoga, doesn't she? She, she just does. So she's on a life and laughter well, coach. That's right. You know what? We may have to hit up Mary, see if she'll join us uh, for a little discussion of laughter yoga. Well, we might. All right. That might be a lot of fun. I don't mean to put her on the spot, but you, you never know. You hear that, Mary? You hear I'm, you're, I, if, you're, if you're listening, Mary, you just may get a request from us, honey. <laughs> that's right. She's out there in Radio Land. Nice. Awesome. Well, hi, Mary. We're glad you're back. Who's on for, um, thanks. Who's on for March 12th, by the way? March 12th, Monday, is Beth Boynton, nurse author of the book Confident Voices, The Nurse's Guide to Improving Communication and Creating Positive Workplaces. And uh, she's going to be somebody you don't want to miss, so very excited about having her as well. Um, so that wraps it up, guys. Um, oh, Anna, you're, you're um, crunching out for a second. Am I crunching? Yeah, you're crunching. My 1.5 hour crunch. I don't know what to tell you. I have a ghost in my in my speakers. It just does it in my mic. All that energy I've got. All right, so definitely the show has to be over now because she just blew it up. Got to be over, yeah. That's right. I'm I'm just going to come in. um, Anna, I'm going to come in for a second and just repeat what you were saying in case folks didn't hear it. That on March 12th. We have um, Beth Boynton, the nurse author of the book Confident Voices, The Nurse's Guide to Improving Communication and Creating Positive Workplaces. And I actually have a review of it up on my blog at Digital Doorway, so I'll try to get it up on the RNFM Radio website at rnfmradio.com. I'll get it up this week. Awesome. Thank you, Keith. All right. So um, thank you, everyone. Thanks for being on the show. 
Um, Anna, sorry, you're um, you were um, blanking out there on your uh, your mic for a few minutes there. But thanks to everyone. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks to all the tweeters and everyone out there in Radio Land. And we will see you next week for a surprise guest and a surprise show on RNFM Radio. That's right. All right. Signing off. Signing off. Thanks for listening to RN.FM Radio, Nursing Unleashed. Signing off until next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern.